0: This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. I'd like to continue to focus on the twisted scripture that says judge not lest you be judged many false teachers today take that verse completely out of context to mean that you must not use the discernment of right and wrong by the Holy Spirit paving the way for error in the church Jude felt that this one topic was so worthy of a letter and it is the only known letter from the sincere disciple of Christ the heading of the letter addresses this letter to the church, to those who are called. It says, Jude, a servant of Christ and a brother of James, to those who are called, not just the apostles, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Jude goes on to say that he wanted to write about the blessings of salvation that they all shared, but he felt it was necessary to send this particular letter to warn the church to stand up against false teaching. He says, Beloved, although I was eager to write to you about our common salvation, I felt it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once delivered for all the saints for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ his warning starts with what would be offensive to anyone who takes the judge not verse out of context. Not only does this complete letter pronounce judgment against these false teachers and their doctrines, the letter actually starts with a reminder of what their punishment is. It starts with a reminder of their punishment before the actual condemnation starts against the false teachers. He says, now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus who saved a people out of the land of Egypt afterward destroyed those who would not believe and the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority but left their proper dwelling he is kept in eternal chains under the gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, serving as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Next, Jude goes in and describes the personality of these false teachers. But this next part is the most important part, the judgment itself. Notice what Jude is saying right here. He says, yet in like manner these people also, relying on their dreams, defile the flesh reject authority and blaspheme the glorious ones but when the Archangel Michael contending with the devil was disputing about the body of Moses he did not presume to pronounce judgment a blasphemous judgment he says the Lord rebuke you but these people blaspheme what they do not understand and they're destroyed by all that they like unreasoning animals understand instinctively he doesn't say bless them and let's help them he says woe unto them for they have walked in the way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's heir and perished in Korah's rebellion Jude says some pretty bad things about these people but notice he is not judging the people themselves he's judging their error Jude condemns what they're doing just as we're doing along with the false teachings of the cult leader William Marion Branham but he also reminds us that the angel of God did not pronounce judgment against the falling fallen angels instead their judgment was pronounced by God the Lord rebuke you see the angel judged right from wrong Jude judged right from wrong. Just like Paul, he had spiritual discernment. He was led by the Spirit to discern the true Spirit of God from the false spirit that was rising. This was not divination, what Branham called discernment. This was spiritual discernment that allows us to judge for ourselves the truth versus the false he continues and his description of these false teachers becomes more and more harsh as he writes he says these are hidden reefs at your love feasts as they feast with you without fear They are shepherds feeding themselves they're not feeding the flock he says they're waterless clouds they've got nothing to say they're swept along by winds they change their doctrines <clears throat> they fruitless trees in late autumn. Their ministry produces no fruit. Twice dead uprooted wild waves of the sea, casting up the foam of their own shame, wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. He's basically saying these people are going to be condemned to hell. That's exactly what he's saying here but he's not the one to do it he's saying yes we need to judge and discern what's right and wrong we need to call false teaching what it is false teaching if it's a false prophet if a prophecy failed he's a false prophet if he has a teaching that doesn't line up with the Bible he's a false teacher but he doesn't say I Jude I'm going to rebuke this false teacher or false prophet he says God God rebuked thee, as the example from the angel. Jude reminded the people of the prophets of old. He said even Enoch prophesied about God's judgment against these false teachers. He says, it was also about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires, and they are loud mouth boasters, showing favoritism to gain advantage. Why was he writing this? he was writing this for you and for me Jude writes these words in the last time this was directly the words from Jesus Christ and Jude was reminding the people then and reminding us now that these false teachers would rise he says but you must remember beloved the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ they said to you in the last time there would be scoffers following their own ungodly passions it is these who cause divisions worldly people devoid of the Spirit now this was not a one-time letter meant for one single specific situation Jude ends the letter telling us that we need to endure to the end we're to build ourselves up with the love of God not love for false teachers we're to have mercy on those who doubt not condemn those who are questioning the cults mercy without fear is what Jude says he says but you beloved building yourselves up in the holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit keep yourselves in the love of God waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life and have mercy on those who doubt save others by snatching them out of the fire now if we're not judging if we're not discerning right from wrong if we're not calling a false prophet a false prophet when we see a vision that's failed when we're not calling a false teacher a false teacher When we see he's taken a verse here and a verse here and blended them together to make a different meaning. How are we to know who to snatch from the fire? We have to judge. We have to judge exactly the false teachings by these false teachers. Jude says, snatch them from the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment that is stained by the flesh. Think of that. It's not just enough that we see a false teacher and identify him and tell others and snatch him from the fire. We're to hate even the garment that is worn by this false teacher. The last part of this book is called the doxology. And it's a portion of the Bible that many of you may actually be unfamiliar with. To those in the oneness sex of these cults, this is a portion of Scripture that is avoided like the plague. Why? Because this disagrees with the false teacher's theology. It says there are basically there are three distinct personalities mentioned in the last portion of Jude. To the Holy Spirit, he's saying this now to him. Who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy. The Holy Spirit who keeps us. Then he says, to the only God, our Savior. Then it says to the Son, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. The Holy Spirit keeps us, Christ has redeemed us, we are presented to the Father blameless through the blood of Jesus Christ, and as Christians we should ask ourselves, why would we even listen to a false teacher who tries to twist the scriptures just to fit their own doctrines? Why not go directly to the scriptures? How many other scriptures are avoided? Why do these false teachers not teach the book of Esther? Is it because that she used cosmetics to present herself to the king? Or Hosea? Is it because he was instructed by God to marry a whore? Or the Song of Solomon? Is it because Solomon loved his bride with great passion? Worst of all, why were we afraid to judge a false teacher? Was it because the scriptures that he twisted made us fear? I'll let you decide.